Welcome to Gain That Tune. It is Game That Tune back in the house once again. It's ya boy John Harrington here. We got John Regan with us. Say hey. Hey. We got Jesse Moore. Say hey. Hey. And we've got David Fleming. Say hey. Hey. Welcome back to Game That Tune, everybody. This is the internet's one and only video game music guessing game show. And if you're just joining us here on Game That Tune, what we are going to do is play some video game tunes. We've each brought three songs from a game. We're going to try and guess each other's games based on the songs with a little bit of trivia. We're going to goof off, have a lot of fun, and the winner at the end of the night gets to pick the theme for the next episode and play some bonus tunes. And David Fleming won our show last week. So David, why don't you tell everybody about the fantastic theme for this week's episode? Uh, I believe the theme that I chose was games featuring water, either bodies of water, just by the shore, just going out for a swim, games with water. Gotcha, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's funny, it's like, yeah, explain the theme. It's like, I don't think we ever really hammered out that theme, but yes, games with water, it's uh, it's the start of summer, we're all feeling beachy and tropical, especially uh, me and Jesse, because we actually live, uh, you know, in Florida near some near something resembling tropical uh, weather. And uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good show, man. You know, it's, it's gonna be as relaxing and uh, laid back as a day at the beach. I'm sure of it. This this show it's you know people have described this show in many ways, and relaxing is one that comes up a lot. So uh, I think we got a, I think we got a great episode tonight. You know, hope you hope you got a delicious cocktail, a little umbrella in it. Uh, you know, get a little sand in your toes. A uh, little, little sunscreen on your nose. Um, you know, feel those waves uh, crashing in. Uh, I'm running out of like, uh, you know, beach cliches here. Uh, Johnny, help me out. Oh man, let's see. Uh, make sure that you put your keys somewhere safe. Uh, if you don't want to carry them with you through the beach, make sure uh, you don't bother bringing your cell phone down to the beach. It'll just get sandy. That's not worth it. Um, make sure you hide your hot tips? dog from the seagulls. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, hope you hope you brought your flippy floppies. The uh, you know the sand gets pretty hot. And you don't want to be walking on that with bare feet. Unless you're uh, like me, you got big calluses. Uh, surfboard wax sticks better if you put it if you apply it while it's still cool. So apply your surfboard wax before heading out to go surf. If you're mm. already applying it at the beach, it's just gonna roll right off and not work as well. Yep, yep. He's Make right. Make sure you eat plenty of citrus to fight off scurvy. He, oh yes, and you know, a uh, real pro tip from my experience: buy some of those Lay's lightly salted chips, because the last thing you want when you get out of the ocean is a super salty potato chip. You already had a bunch of salt water in your mouth. You know, it's so silly to drink salt water and eat salty chips. Am I right? And don't forget to do the the stingray shuffle, which is uh, when it's stingray season, you gotta walk like with your feet, kind of like shuffle them in front of you. Because if you step on a stingray, you're going to get fucked up. So uh, ah. 
there's like when you go down near the beach especially in tampa there's like signs that say don't forget to do the stingray shuffle and it's real weird that's good to know i thought I yeah, when you first said that my mind went straight to like jellyfish and piss and i'm like no wait that's not it at all <laughs> like right, that you, know, is, say, on, you know piss on a stingray attack like that is what you're supposed to do though is if you get stung by a jellyfish you gotta pee on it not true. It doesn't do anything. It's a oh. fucking weird superstition. Really? It doesn't help. It doesn't I, say, do I feel it. like that's more of a tropical thing because we don't ah. get many stingrays in Lake Michigan. God, that'd be so funny if you did, though. Man, <laughs> like, the jellyfish thing was my best excuse for peeing on people. I gotta find something new now. Yeah, exactly. Game it's always a, one. <laughs> always a story to tell here on Game That Tune. So John's piss story coming up. <laughs> Um, we got we got five great games. We've episode got a title. fantastic, <laughs> fantastic already episode title. <laughs> and uh, let's do it, Johnny. Let's load that cooler up and haul it down to the water for game one. Game one. Puzzles featured in this game required the use of the game's manual, meaning that digital distributions of this game are technically impossible to complete. Thank you. 
haven't gone first in a long time. This is exciting. Hmm? Who's got some answers? Mix that drink in a minute. Boom! Play the hat trick sound. Everybody says Star Tropics. Well done. This is Star Tropics for the NES. Fantastic, man. I'm cool. glad that this is finally on the show. This is one of those forgotten classics. Yeah. I didn't think anybody else had played this. Um, Please. This was a multi-time Albertsons rental for me back in the day, baby. See, and that's the thing. Like, I'm I'm glad that you brought that up because I was literally going to use that exact phrase, Albertsons rental, because I never played this on the NES, but it came to Virtual Console and I didn't buy it. And then it came to the Switch Online service where it was free. And I was like, well, I've heard good things about this game, so I started playing it Switch Online. And man, this game is fun. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like if I had rented this from Albertsons when I was a kid, this would have been one of my favorite games. Like, oh, this absolutely. game is pretty fucking cool. No, this game has Young David written all over. I thought you had played this as a kid. Like, you know, a fucking adventure game where it's, you know, reminiscent of, like, the original Legend of Zelda, but you're playing as a kid with a yo-yo, you know, with some island stuff. Uh, you know, yeah, I thought this was Young David to a T. Yeah, it's kind of like... What if The Legend of Zelda met Adventure Island, but starring me? And that's a game that I wanted to play. Uh, so, you know, I, I haven't played Star Tropics in a long time. I, I haven't actually yet, you know, bothered playing it on the Switch Online service. I know I need to. Um, in what way is the character you? Is the, So, I'm sorry, is the character a... I don't want to be rude. I was going to say squirmy wow. dork ass. But wow. <laughs> well, in the sense that, like... Well, and that's while while researching the game for this episode. It's like, apparently, you know, shockingly, most Nintendo games were targeted towards a Japanese audience. Who'd have figured? But this game was like deliberately designed for a Western release and was never released in Japan. So like really? the main character is just like an average teenager that they considered like from the West. Like, from America, like, he loves baseball. He uses a yo-yo. He's... His name is Mike Jones. Who? Damn it. That's why I didn't want to bring up his name. Well, because, like, as I was researching this, like, the game came out in, like, 1990 or so. And Michael was the most popular name, and Jones was, like, the third or fourth most popular last name in America at that time. Like, they were really catering to a Western audience for this. Uh-huh. But the game is pretty damn cool. Because it does the same, like, Zelda-style overworld, and then you go into a dungeon with a top-down view. But instead of, like, a fantasy setting, it's all set in, like, the tropical regions. You have a, a submarine that you go from island to island. I do love um, that it starts out on Sea Island, which is an island shaped like a big sea. <laughs> like, yeah, that was yeah, pretty on the cool. nose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a big crescent-shaped island. It's like, call it Crescent Island, Moon Island, you know, uh, the Lunar Island, something like that. No, it's Sea Island. Like, oh, okay, great, cool. Call it's going to be really... <laughs> exactly. What's that looks like to you, man? Uh, 
Bayonetta logo? No, motherfucker, it's a big C. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, I see it too. Oh, uh, now I just want them to make a, like, a Star Tropics 3 where you go to Bayonetta Island. I mean, dude, Star Tropics Bayonetta crossover. That's, uh, that's, you know, even more American than what Japan thought Star Tropics was. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, Mike I Jones explored an island with a bunch of big titted witches. Like, whoa. Yeah, let's have it. <laughs> who, who is Mike Jones? Who? Mike Jones. Okay. What John is alluding to, Mike Jones is a rapper. Yeah. But also, Mike Jones is also the main character of Star Tropics, who is an American uh, teenager whose uncle, Dr. Jones, is a famous archaeologist. Wait. Uh, Think on that uh, for however wait, long it takes. Wait, are you saying I see. Indiana Jones 4? I mean... They already have that. I'm not, I mean, I'm not saying that it's not. Uh... But yeah, man, so in the game, uh, you play as Mike Jones. Um, he's looking for a dime. He's looking for a dime that's top of the line. Cute face, slim waist with a big behind. Um, he's looking for a bad bitch. You know, drop it down, shake it around if you're a bad bitch. That's my Mike Jones references. Uh, David, keep talking about the actual game. <laughs> I just say, like, that's why I really didn't want to bring up his name, because I knew you were going to go off on a tangent. It's like, no, but the yeah. game is actually fun. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, Come on. It's, I mean, it's hard. It's NES hard. Um, but the one thing that I enjoy is your main weapon is a yo-yo, so you're just, like, constantly attacking in front of you, kind of like a sword step. It really is just the Legend of Zelda, but set in the tropics. Yeah, exactly. You oh, you're attacking up- in front of you with a swipe of a yo-yo, or, like, the swing of a sword, maybe? <laughs> like, but you do yeah. get other weapons. You get a torch, which you can throw at you. You can get a baseball bat, which you swing in front of you. I believe you collect a magical shuriken for some reason. Um, although America loves shuriken. <laughs> well, they really did at the time. What? <laughs> I assume uh, you're in like the, the height of Ninja Turtle mania. <laughs> yeah. I assume you're in like a Pacific island, so maybe there's a you know a shipwreck ninja or something. You know. Listen, yeah, there's a big floating garbage patch in the Pacific, and most of it's shuriken. We all know that. So. <laughs> 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 the great, you collect, the great like, Pacific shuriken patch. <laughs> it's weird because like the game kind of grounds you in like a science, like realistic world. Like you have a submarine, you're exploring alien ruins on these islands, but then you get yep, like random realistic. weird magical things. Like, you get a snowman doll that just magically freezes every enemy on the screen, and I don't understand how that works, but it's in the game. <laughs> it's, a, it's a bit of a walk, but snow, ice, cold, freeze, I mean, sure, let's go with it. <laughs> like, but I mean, you'd imagine you'd get like an alien freeze ray or something, it's like, oh, you found a snowman toy. Okay, everything is frozen. Like, how the fuck does that work? Uh, I'm you know, glad yeah, you finally keyed in on the one absurd aspect of Star Tropics. God, can you imagine if as a kid you built a snowman and everybody you knew froze? <laughs> like, that would really fuck you up. No! You would it's never like, build a snowman again. They all got reverse frosted. <laughs> you <laughs> built a snowman, <laughs> they all froze. <laughs> oh I no, mean, they're all dead! <laughs> Considering the fact that I didn't build a snowman until I was like 27 years old, like, I'm pretty sure that I wasn't going to build one as a child anyway and how many people died david yeah <laughs> at what cost 
<laughs> I try not to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> Do I need to snap them back into yes. existence? <laughs> what did it cost? Everything. <laughs> God, I would love to see a Frosty movie where when Frosty comes to life, everybody else dies, and it's like it's horror film. <laughs> they do have I am Frosty. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I am Legend, but he's a snowman. <laughs> <laughs> and and, oh and he goes to the tropics. He goes to Star Tropics. Let's stay on track. <laughs> it's, instead of instead of zombies everywhere, it's just uh, suns. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but yeah, Star Tropics is a fun game. Um, what the, the one thing that I, the one thing that I do think is weird about this game is, so when you go into like an overworld dungeon view, you can jump, which isn't that unusual. But like, you know how in Metroid or like in Zelda, you just have to like bomb or burn like random walls and bushes to find stuff. Like mm-hmm. Star Tropics is the same thing, but you just jump on tiles until you find a switch right so like every time you find like a random piece of ground just jump on it maybe you'll find something that's the thing that always bugged me about this game is it was kind of you know like you said nes hard and it it was just kind of like well just make sure you step on every available tile in every room and eventually you'll find your way (laughs) it's like no okay that's that's a little bit much, like, yeah. Because if a door opens in front of me, I tend to go in that door first. But it's like, sometimes you don't want to go in that door. You want to step on this other tile and open a door at the top of the screen. It's like, okay, no, no, no. This, uh, this whole jump on every possible tile thing's a little exhausting, but... Uh, and that's why it's like, you know, Zelda had it right, where, like, you pass a wall and there's a crack in it. Like, hmm, maybe there's something behind that. A very big, Trop- big, obvious crack. <laughs> but then Star Tropics is like, hey, did you step on that tile? Well, no, because I was walking over here to fight this snake or, you know, whatever enemy. Like, yeah, you should step on that tile. Step on the tile, well, bro. Why? There's a yeah. tile. Step on it. Yeah, there's four tiles. You only stepped on three. Did you step on that fourth tile? <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll try. Hey, look, another door. <laughs> Wow! <laughs> um, but yeah, man, this game's cool, though, man. I'm glad, you know. It's funny, this uh, this also is one of the games that famously the, uh, you know, internet crowd is always, like, bringing up, like, man, you know, who's left for Smash Brothers? When are we getting Mike Jones? <laughs> and it's like, I don't think we need Mike Jones. Like, it would have been nice if they put him in years ago instead of the Ice Climbers, but, like... <laughs> You know, is Star Tropics famous or popular enough to get into Smash Brothers? I'd argue no. Um, well, and I, like, because I've seen those people who are like, oh, Mike Jones deserves Smash. Like, yeah, we totally need, like, a young boy from America who fights with a yo-yo and a bat yeah. in Smash Brothers. Wait, we've had that since day one. <laughs> but this one's from a, ga- a different game, David. It's, uh... You think maybe uh, the Nintendo Online service is just a ploy to reintroduce us to old games so they can bring them into Smash later? Yeah, like Banjo Kazooie. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that was true because I want Takamaro on Nintendo Online Switch. Yes. Um, but anyway, yeah, no, I mean Mike Jones is cool, but yes, no, his uh, his move set is at this point redundant within Smash Brothers. So you know, no, it's it's fine, but. Uh, the last thing to touch on really is I do love the unsolvable puzzle that occurs when you don't play this with the original manual. Uh, does everybody know about this? Uh, is it just me and David thing? Uh, the you know the, the I love the things they like thought of back in these days. Like you know, uh, there's a letter in your manual. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, and allegedly it was an anti-piracy and anti-rental device yeah. where Fuck you had to have and now you had to have the manual because the manual included a letter from your uncle to you saying like, "Oh, I'm going on this tropical adventure," blah blah blah, and then the game actually prompts you to put the letter into water, which reveals hidden ink Whoa. that it feels like. That reveals, like, a, a frequency for your radio to, like, f- progress later into the game. Yeah. You can't progress further unless you have that frequency. Well, and I mean, yeah, I that's the thing. You can guess at it, but it's, like, it's a three-digit code, so you have a thousand guesses. <laughs> like, so, And I, I don't remember if it's the, the Switch version. It it might be the Wii version. It's the One Wii U of the version. version. Uh, I One this. of them... <laughs> That it has like if you go to like the digital version of the manual when you get to that screen it has a gif of the letter being pushed into water and exposing <laughs> the message. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean you know people give uh, Nintendo shit about the Wii U and that system was a mess, but they really tried to go above and beyond on certain things, like including the complete Earthbound Player's Guide viewable as a PDF when you downloaded the uh, Earthbound on Virtual Console, and yes, including an animation of someone hand-dipping the Star Tropics letter to reveal the secret code in the manual. That's dope. <laughs> That's I, I honestly would have probably been taking the Wii U gamepad and dipping it in water to try to reveal the message. <laughs> I so did that anyway, out of hatred. It's, but <laughs> It's good that they did Damn that. you, Pikmin 3! <laughs> Which is actually where uh, I, I first, like, really started researching this game, because there's, um, there's an old webcomic called Brawl in the Family. If you've never seen it, check it out. It's awesome. But it's basically like a Nintendo-centric webcomic, and they did a video for one of their, like, milestones where they did the history of Nintendo, and at some point, they show an animation of a dude, like, dipping paper into water. It's like, what the hell is that about? It's like, oh, it's a Star Tropics reference. I should play Star Tropics. Yeah. So then, yeah, when the game came out, it's like, I'm gonna play this, and... After a couple hours, like this game's fucking fun. Yes, man. But yeah, I, I love the uh, you know like the letter dipping thing because it you know I'm trying to think of other games that fuck with you to like manipulate real world things and the thing I keep landing on is like Metal Gear <laughs> where it's like you know you gotta uh, or oh wait uh, on Genesis what was it the X Men game yeah, yeah to, I was gonna say like Metal Gear that. and X Men on Genesis <laughs> yeah yeah you got X Men Genesis where it tells you to reset the system which is fucking insane but in Metal <laughs> Gear how they fucking you know. Uh, every time they've re-released Metal Gear Solid, they've had to include the same image on the package showing Meryl's radio frequency to avoid this exact problem. You know, that you don't know Meryl's frequency, and, it, you know, the colonel says, like, uh, you know, Snake, wasn't there something on the package? And it's like, what the fuck is he talking about? Then you look on the game case, and one of the screenshots is the fucking radio thing, and it says, Meryl. And it's like, oh, okay, that's how you get it. And literally, they've had to do that. That's the image on the PlayStation 1 classic box for Metal Gear Solid 1 is the fucking Kodak thing. It's like, they know you have to include this. <laughs> Even though people can look it up now, they still keep including that. And you know, Nintendo, they fucked up a little bit. They didn't do anything for the Switch release. No no letter dip. No fucking thing when you pause the game. Like, you know, they... Uh, they, they drop the ball just a little bit, but I love it when games do insane shit like that. I mean, this was like augmented reality before augmented reality was a concept. Yeah. Mom, the game says I need to throw the manual in water. It's like, no, 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 no. No, we pay good money for this. You're not putting that in water. 
Exactly. That manual is fantastic, and we're gonna get some, you know, real collector's value out. You're not dipping anything. Uh, but yeah, because man. my mother constantly told me about the collector's value of my <laughs> NES games. Hell no, you're not opening that. That thing's sealed in box. <laughs> Do you know how the uh, manual is? <laughs> this is like the Beatles butcher cover all over again. <laughs> Oh, David's mom, the hardcore video game collector. Uh, you know, somebody we need to have on the show, quite frankly. But David, anything else on Star Tropics? No, Star Tropics is cool, and I sincerely wish that more games had, like, tropical settings. Yeah. Uh, it is as an though there's not well. As though there's not four more games coming right now. <laughs> yeah. uh, hit that theme. Johnny, let's keep it going to game two. Game 2.
Alright guys, so I'm kind of sort of breaking our rules a little bit because I'm playing music from a port of this game that was never released in the US, but there was Ooh. a port there was a port for Ooh. another console release in, in the US. I just couldn't find music for it, so uh, bear with me on this one. Um Dave Freer of Nintendo Life claimed that this game was crap. I do have a second piece of trivia for you. Well, thank God, um, I haven't written anything. Please. Yet. Yeah, I just I wanted to give do this one second so you don't have time to Google it. Um, Sean Baby called this game the most horrible thing to ever be put inside a Virtual Boy. Oh, okay. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh. The tip-off was the end. <laughs> you forget, I own a virtual boy. Alright, John, just moved it too fast, David. Okay, everyone, <laughs> thanks, John. Uh, everyone said Waterworld. Everyone is correct. It does look like shit. Thanks for saying Virtual Boy. Yes. yes. I, I wanted to give this one out. Like, cause in in the podcast version, after the hat trick sound, can we please have the sound clip of Dennis Hopper saying it does look like shit? And it feels like cold shit. <laughs> there will be many Dennis Hopper clips in the podcast version. That guy is the only person in that entire movie that realized how shitty the movie they were making was. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> See, and the funny thing was, as soon as I chose this theme, it was like, oh, I, I picked this theme because I really wanted to play Star Tropics, but I should go with Waterworld for Virtual Boy. <laughs> so, I, I kind of wish you had. It would have been great if you picked that and then Johnny picked this non-Virtual Boy Waterworld and we got two Waterworlds on the same game. Johnny, I love what's the story here, man? <laughs> so Waterworld for Virtual Boy, according to Wikipedia, is... <laughs> Uh, the game is focused around the main character's uh, trimaran, you know, three, three, uh, three punching It's a boat. boat uh, <laughs> which the player moves around in a 3D world, shooting enemies on personal watercrafts called smokers, 
It's a form of 3D shoot 'em up similar to that of all range mode in Star Fox 64. Is Dennis Hopper in it? This is nothing like the all range mode in Star Fox 64. <laughs> like, this isn't even close. I was gonna say, if I remember, like, once I bought my Virtual Boy, I started looking up games for Virtual Boy. It's like, it's basically 3D Defender. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so you move around, you got, you got victims in the water drowning, you got people on, like, jet skis trying to get them, and you're shooting the people on the jet skis, and there's no, like, I guess it's kind of got a 3D effect, but there's no scenery besides, like, a sunset in the background. Uh, so it's just, like, there's no water ripples it's just like black with people and it's also red <laughs> it gives you no sense of like death or or of things being there it's it's really bad i love and it and then you play you basically just play the same level again and again and again and again it's it which i guess is like an arcade game but i feel like on a virtual boy you don't want you know you need something to change between levels like this is ridiculous it's almost like you're saying the Virtual Boy on a conceptual level is terrible. Yeah. Now, one thing that's interesting is <laughs> the, the Super Nintendo version of this was single player. Somehow, the Virtual Boy version of this supports nine players. Could you imagine wow. getting eight other people with Virtual Boys and Waterworld no. and wanting to play Waterworld? That's the thing. The Virtual Boy had no link cable. I think you just... Get eight friends to come over and you all take turns playing Waterworld. No, the, the Virtual Boy did worse. have a link cable, but it only linked two systems. So how you got, what, nine people? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> nine <laughs> of all the numbers. <laughs> I assume that it's eight people standing, one person plays the game, and they tell you how well they did, but you have no idea because you can't actually see what they're doing. <laughs> I assume yeah, I've been watching some them sort of... play the game. You're just watching them sit still. Yeah, sit there with That's their what faces I was going to say. Like, like... The Virtual Boy like had a link cable, so you could pair up systems. So like any amount of multiplayer divisible by two, I understand. But nine? That yeah, doesn't make sense. I, I mean, unless it's some sort of horrifying human centipede situation. Yeah. Like, virtual I centipede. just don't understand how you get more than two players playing virtual boys. Like, okay, so we fused nine of you ass to mouth together. Now you have to play virtual boy. Yeah. Oh god, you, kill me now. Once you, it's, it's like a, I don't know, it's like a cable thing. Like Once your mouth is connected to the next person's ass, you see through their eyes and see into the virtual boy. Yeah. <laughs> it's gotta be uh, it, right? <laughs> like, I just like the idea of nine people being fused ass to mouth, and then once they bring in the virtual boy controller, they're like, okay, here's the point where you need to kill me. I've never this thought, is too far. I've <laughs> never thought. I was fine with the human centipede, but the virtual boy, that's too much. I never <laughs> thought that there'd be a moment where the phrase, uh, the black and red cave that is your prostate is appropriate. <laughs> but here we are. Back again, baby! Yeah. <laughs> it's the return. Do we have a sound God, I'm so glad we got a second Virtual Boy on here. But we didn't, because John chose I mean, the yeah. SNES version. Yeah, and it's just but as even, crap. I mean, <laughs> even still, like, I the mean, fact that we're talking about Virtual Boy twice on Game That Tune fills the cockles of my heart with a warmth. You got cockles in your heart? You should <laughs> see a doctor <laughs> quick. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Um, but anyway, but yeah, so, uh, so Johnny, so the Super NES version, though, released only in Europe, 
Yes. Uh, but I'm, I have to assume it was a platformer or something, right? Like, nope. It's a. It's uh, the same thing. It's it well, except from an isometric perspective, right? So, but same basic idea: cruise around water, shooting guys on jet skis, saving people that are drowning. Well, I guess it, it really wouldn't make sense for it to be a platformer since there's in in the movie Waterworld, there's really only one set, so you can only get like one level out of it. Um, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds terrible. It is. Oh, oh, and 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 it's it was developed by Ocean. Oh, <laughs> that seems like it should get a Mario Two sound just on its own. <laughs> that, I mean, add it again. Yeah. Uh, I'm just, Water I'm World just developed by Ocean. <laughs> Come on, man, that's synergy you just can't pay for, baby. <laughs> I'm just sitting here, like, laughing to myself about Waterworld on Super Nintendo, only available in Europe. Like, the Super Nintendo had 49 million sales worldwide. How was this only released in one market? I'm assuming it has something to do with the fact that Waterworld, the property on which this was based, was such a fucking fiasco. <laughs> like, no one wanted to play this because no one wanted to revisit the world of Waterworld. <laughs> but even still, it's like, oh, we made a game for what is literally the most popular platform right now. Let's release it in one territory. Mm -hmm. Nothing else. Yeah, I got, I got nothing, man. Uh, if they had money to release it, they probably didn't want to spend the money to release it. Like, yeah, exactly. It takes money to fucking put all those you know, cartridges together and yeah. send them places. They probably the, just cut their the, fucking the, losses. Yeah, the form factor it, is different between the European and U.S. cartridges. That's a whole different build process now. But <laughs> even still, to release in Europe, you have to localize it in like 16 different languages. Or not. Maybe yeah. it's do just you? in how the, many, the kings. How much, how much text do you really think is in that game? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love the idea. <laughs> how much dialogue was in that fucking movie? Like Kevin Costner doesn't say shit. Oh, no, he I love says the idea too much. of Waterworld being released on Super Nintendo in Europe, but only in like French. Not or in any other languages. It just—it would be great if it turned out in the, the development process there was literally no dialogue. Like, this is the easiest thing ever. We'll just put it out in Europe. Fuck America. Like, <laughs> you know, why would they want it? <laughs> like, should, we, should we release it in Japan? No, they know where our home office is. They'll storm us with pitchforks and torches. Exactly. Like the smokers in that movie. No, that's not what they did. So um, what you're saying is they were protecting well, us. <laughs> uh, they knew it was best. So Ocean um, Ocean Software was based out of England. So I'm betting that it was released in Europe more as a fa like a favor between somebody at Ocean and some distributor. Like yeah. they probably some guy at Ocean was like, "Come on, man! Like I, I we spent so much money on this fucking game, we gotta sell it." And he was able to convince some friend of his in Europe to do it, but couldn't do the same elsewhere. That's my uh. guess. I like it because it's a Kevin Costner thing released solely by a European, an English company. And Kevin Costner so famously is so good at doing an English accent. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Now, Wasn't he Robin the Virtual, the virtual yeah. Boy was a U.S. exclusive. <sighs> Wait, the Virtual Boy itself? Or the, oh. You mean the version? The game. The Virtual Boy yeah, game. I was going to say, the Virtual Boy came out elsewhere. <laughs> Sadly. <laughs> Uh, nine great weeks. 
of the Virtual Boy. Um, <laughs> that sounds like a like really I... good autobiography. Yeah, I feel I... like I should run downstairs and grab my Virtual Boy and just pull it up to have as a prop for the rest of the episode. I it's... would love it if you got it, opened that window behind you, and threw it away <laughs> on stream. Like, Jeez. why do I have this? I love that, that. It's, kind of, it's kind of become like a collector's item, but I remember when you could go to JCPenney and get it for $15. Like, when they were just trying to get rid of them. Yeah. That's fucking That's, hilarious. You should have gotten several of them to go along with all your sex Saturdays. <laughs> Saturdays. <laughs> you could have tried Johnny, to link those all together. <laughs> Johnny and his Tried to link my consoles. virtual boy to my Sega Saturn, and it just told me to kill myself. It's <laughs> 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 a mistake. Whoa, whoa. What a science done. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to play Waterworld on the Saturn. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That is a dream combination right there. Like that is the pristine crossover. Waterworld on Saturn. There was Controlled a canceled via a Virtual Boy. There is a canceled Sega Saturn port of this game that was going what? to feature. It was going to feature a 3D <laughs> of virtual. Of course, ocean. there fucking is. I'm dying. <laughs> wow, that, that would have been the most. That would have been the poster child for ill-advised everything, like the Sega Saturn version of Waterworld. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I love about Waterworld. It's like Waterworld on Virtual Boy. Like that's everything you need to know about both of these properties. I'm glad that they managed to cancel that because yeah, if somebody had put Waterworld into a Sega Saturn, it would have created a singularity of failure, and we would have all been consumed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the awesome. Black hole failure. Yes. No. Sucks. How's the universe in uh, with Waterworld on the Saturn? It, it, it sucks in all the world's virtual boys. Sucks in all the world's ska bands. Just all the other infinite universes. You know, just it's like, man, that really sucked for them. They, you know, we all knew better. Like, uh. man, now like Waterworld on Sega Saturn. That's gonna be the name of my new ska band. <laughs> Fuck you. That's great. Uh, yeah. yeah, I would. I, I would buy that album. And I'm not yeah. even I wasn't big trying to ska. offend you. I was being serious. No. I want to start a ska band trying called to honor Water you. World on Psycho Saturn. I'm not offended. Like I hate it and I love it. It it's perfect. <laughs> you hate me because I thought of it first. Are we talking about ska in general or just that band name? Um, Both. Anyway, Johnny. Anything else on Water? <laughs> You know, <laughs> a, a game so appropriate for this theme that we haven't even addressed the theme. Johnny, where does this game take place? In the water. <laughs> Would you what? say it takes place on a world made of water? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> wow! <laughs> if there, I, I dare you, you guys, to claim that your game is more fitting for the theme that my game is tonight. I think yeah. I have the most watery game. Johnny wins. He got the wettest. I don't know. <laughs> no, I might have a challenger. My, my game took place on tropical islands, and I'm pissed because you beat me at my own game. Yeah, he did it, man. He took it to you. Yeah. So, Johnny, let's uh, let's just keep it moving, man. Uh, you know, drink your own piss, and let's move on to game three. <laughs> game three.
Alright, so in this game, players can choose between four pairs of characters. George and Murphy, Al and John, Ed and Michael, and Billy and Jimmy. feeling can you give that trivia again i suppose in this game players can choose between four pairs of characters george and murphy al and john ed and michael and billy and jimmy and as an addendum to that trivia yes that billy and jimmy <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you, you know, you just don't know your... <laughs> I'm not going to make that. Alright, so Johnny says double dill dragon, which is incorrect. Uh, Could have gone with double bad dragon. David says double <laughs> dragon three, which is also incorrect. And Jesse has the correct answer. It's super spike V-ball. <laughs> Hell yeah. The Double Dragon Volleyball game that we all know and love. Yep. <laughs> Not really. I mean, it's it's funny they included those guys. Um, but if you ask me, like, you know, what do I want to see my Double Dragon characters doing? Competing in a nationwide volleyball circuit might be one of the only things not on the list. Um... But uh, uh, before uh, before we go on, I should say uh, this is our fan request for the evening. Thank you very much, Kelly Um, for the request. Uh, he hit us up with his request via email, gamethattune at gmail.com. So hit us there with your request. Thank you very much, Kel, for the request. And yes, Super Spike V-Ball! Uh, David, you look furious. No, I'm just reading about this game to be able to contribute to the conversation. I didn't realize that you hadn't played it, my man. It's uh, it's an NES classic. That is not to say that it's on the NES classic or featured in the uh, Switch uh, NES thing, but it's... It's uh, an NES classic. Is it, though? Is it? <laughs> it's uh, kind of. It's a techno-developed uh, you know, volleyball game, which is why... Uh, 
the music sounds so much like Double Dragon, because it's got the same composer as Double Dragon. Uh, it uses a lot of the same sound effects as Double Dragon, so if you ever want to spike a volleyball at somebody and have it sound like you hit them with a baseball bat, this is the game for you. Um, I'm, I'm very confused, because I'm reading about this game, and I see the Famicom version features a single tournament mode, mm -hmm. which consists of five American matches in Daytona Beach, New York City, Chicago, Las Vegas, and Los Angeles, yes. and three World Cup matches in Hawaii. Yep. Wouldn't those also be American matches? <laughs> That's the thing, man. This game came out in 1950, before Hawaii was admitted to the Union. <laughs> That's the, that the only the sandwich islands at the time. Right. It, you know, whew, man, it, you know, the developers were way off. Um, no, honestly, I, I didn't realize that Hawaii wasn't part of the American set of, <laughs> of matches. I thought they were uh, like the final stage. Like, if you're that good at volleyball, yeah, you get a Hawaiian vacation. It's like the Pro Bowl for the NFL, you know? Like, you get to go. <laughs> but, um... I knew about the, like, bonus matches where you play against the U.S. Navy and then eventually against the Russians and I think also the Japanese. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's got a little of that, uh, that punch-out flavor. You get some of those national, uh, national themes, uh, you know, like the U.S. Navy national theme. That's totally a thing. Um, but, yeah, it, you know, I, I, this game's cool. It's just, uh, it's really something that, you know, the problem is I haven't uh, played this at all um, nor do <laughs> I to my knowledge have any understanding of how this game can possibly be a four player NES game was there a multi tap for the NES yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah yeah okay see I, I uh, once I read that I'm like okay well I've misremembered something surely there's a multi tap for the NES but you know I was reading that I'm like four players like, they called it the uh, four score adapter Really? I bet this game would be fun for players. Yeah, this game would be the shit for players. That's that's why I was so confused. I'm like, wait a minute, do I not know that there's a four-player NES adapter? Like, do, are there any other NES four-player games that I know of? Like, did anyone have that thing? I did. What? Of course you did. <laughs> wow. I had it. Guess how many games I had that actually worked with it? One. Zero. I guess none. <laughs> Zero is the correct answer. Cool. <laughs> I meant to Why get... Why did you have it, John? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I meant to get games that would work with it, and I just never did. But, um... Oh, I think it's gonna be so awesome when my friends come over. What games can you use with it? Um... Yeah. What no. friends do you have? Yeah. Yeah, if I remember... Dude, if it made any NES game into a four-player game, now oh we're talking. God. Oh, my <laughs> God. It turns Zelda into the original Four Swords? Like, yeah! D Double Dragon is single-player, unless you have the four-score, and after that, it's four-player. <laughs> four yeah, you get eight dragons. Just wow! Like all of a sudden, you're playing Quad Dragon. Yeah. Oh, Quadruple Dragon. God, that, you know... I, I suddenly realized we have a very untapped market here. <laughs> like, guess what, guys? Four-player video games? Kind of normal now. <laughs> like, How about... We could do it. <laughs> Four-player Waterworld. Yeah, oh, God. <laughs> four Mariners, four Costners. Oh! <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> but the secret is you have to play as a different Costner. So one plays as Mariner, one plays as Robin Hood, one plays as Pa Kent. And the other is the postman. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck yes. Um, God. Is Kevin Costner yeah. a good actor, or is he? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if he is. <laughs> because I feel like he's been in such shit. Like he's like an icon. <laughs> but yeah, like, title? But like, yeah. is he an icon in a good way? Well, I mean, like, he won the Academy Award for, like, Best Picture and Best Director for uh, Dances uh, with Wolves. Uh, I remember him being associated with Dances with Wolves, but I don't remember him being in Dances with Wolves. He's the star and director of the fucking Okay, I couldn't remember if he was in Dances with Wolves. <laughs> it's like his fucking passion project. Um, you know, but yeah, he's the shit in, like, Bull Durham and Field of Dreams. Um... Robin Hood. <laughs> He's kind of famously bad at Robin Hood. Uh, and then Waterworld blew up his career. <laughs> the Postman further destroyed it. I'm trying to think of, like, Kevin Costner, like, 1999 to, like, 2015. It's kind of a blank to me. <laughs> I'm trying um, to think. Oh, God. Who am I thinking of? He was in Draft Day. He <laughs> played the GM of the Cleveland Browns, which is the most Kevin Costner mid-2000s <laughs> role of all time. <laughs> oh, I'd play four-player draft day. That'd be the shit. Uh, let's get back on the Super Spike V-Ball track. Fuck Kevin Costner. <laughs> episode title. <laughs> there will be no Costner in the episode title. <laughs> No. See, I was sitting here trying to think of, like, I didn't think Kevin Costner was in that movie, but I was thinking of Last of the Mohicans instead. Oh, fuck. So no, he ain't Last of the Mohicans. Daniel Day-Lewis. Now, <laughs> you know, if, if you want to get back on track a little bit with four-player things... Now, hold on, I would play a four-player Last of the Mohicans game. That would be the <laughs> shit. One thing the NES 4 score had that was pretty interesting is it, it could it had buttons to where you could make everybody's A or B button be in, like, turbo mode. So you could all Dope. four people have like turbo buttons. Did you just turn it on for yourself? Or the no. <laughs> everybody or is everybody or nobody? <laughs> all for one or all for none, baby. <laughs> um. Yeah, man. It, you know, Super Spike V Ball looks cool. I love. I love uh, just a good like kind of arcadey, you know, volleyball game. Just arcadey sports in general are fun, and like that on the NES seems great. Uh, it's got fun stages. The Daytona stage, there's like monster trucks parked in the background for some reason. It takes place at the beach. Um, I didn't really, uh, you know, <laughs> look into it a whole lot after that, because I'm like, well, that's Daytona, all right. I recognize that. <laughs> there's been some there. monster <laughs> trucks everywhere. I mean, that goes without saying. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing more accurate to Daytona is the Steal My Sunshine video by Lynn, because that was actually in Daytona. But besides that, it's Super Spike V-Ball. That was uh, our previous was high watermark for Daytona representation. Wait, did you not know about the Lynn video? That, that <laughs> I mean, I knew that video, but I didn't realize it was in Daytona. Now that you say that, that makes perfect sense. That's what they did. They just went to fucking, like, Daytona and just shot the video for a couple of days. Uh, my brother loves telling that story. He didn't know those guys, but, you know, he, like, he hung out in Daytona so much because he was, like, a Daytona trash boy that he, you know, he really loves that video. <laughs> like, it reminds me of being 15. I'm like, you're a fucking Daytona trash boy. <laughs> I definitely just, just found my new Twitter handle. Daytona <laughs> Trash Boy. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> well, it's like, again, it's like, oh, I love that music video and everything. It's like, oh yeah, it was shot in Daytona. That makes so much sense all of a sudden. Probably the cheapest way for a bunch of Canadians to have fun shooting a music video is to go to Daytona. Um, but yeah. There's not much to say about Super Spike V-Ball. You, you pick your team, 
One of them is apparently the Double Dragons. Um, and yeah, it's it's uh you know it's it's cool. It's it's volleyball. It's uh, a little odd that they have a uh, beach volleyball game and it's all men, and it's not Top Gun themed. Like oh yeah, it could be. Oh, God, if they had made this a Top Gun tie-in, that would have been pretty good. Like gotta pick Maverick and Goose. Uh oh no, I just, Ice Man. I pulled a weird flex, and I don't remember any of the other call handles from Top Gun. <laughs> I was like, Iceman uh, and Joker. Um, uh, yeah. I think he was yeah. Iceman. Iceman and Batman. <laughs> um, I love the idea. I love the idea of somebody in the Air Force Superman. using the call sign of Val Kilmer. <laughs> this is Kilmer. <laughs> you can't use that. <laughs> He's sacred. Uh, real talk, Val Kilmer was handsome as shit in that movie. Um, yeah, th- real no talk, much... Val Kilmer was a pretty good Batman. Like, not the best, but not the worst. Well, well no. <laughs> that's the thing. It's easy to spot who's not... You know, if you're going by not the worst, then it's everybody but Clooney. <laughs> like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> like, if that's the, the standard, like, as long as he's not the worst, he's first. You know, <laughs> it, it's... It's not that simple. He wasn't a very good Batman. <laughs> um, but anyway, but he there's not much to great turn. Yeah, there's not much to say about Super Spike people. It's a well, volleyball game for the Batman. Sell us tacos. Let's rank the Batmans. Yeah. What do you guys think okay. about Pattinson? Okay, number one is cool. Kevin Conroy. Clearly, like the yeah. greatest. Uh, yeah, debatable. Yeah, nice hot take. Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. find the hot takes down Okay, that. my previous hot take was Val Kilmer is not that bad, so I gotta like kind of go into the safe territory now. <laughs> it's just, it's not really a hot take; it's a wrong take. Val Kilmer's pretty bad, like, <laughs> but oh, but he's yeah. not the worst. <laughs> it could be worse. He could have been George Clooney. He could have been Clooney. <laughs> just terrible. But oh, anyway, poor Super Spike V-Ball is dope, and it's got a dope soundtrack, and it's it's volleyball on the NES. That's really all that needs to be said about it. Uh, thank you, Kelly Om, for the request. And, Johnny, let's keep it going, my man. Game four.
Alright, so, um, this game, the narrative of this game is told wordlessly through gameplay and using cutscenes, taking place in a vast ocean. Um, the setting and story is drew from Sumerian mythology and the cosmic ocean myth. guys how do you think you're doing you think you're gonna stay afloat oh i'm in it in it to win it oh man let's see those answers let's see we got uh oof john with deep impact incorrect we've got johnny with a very unfortunate penis and uh, (laughs) and david with the correct answer abzu a what? Abzu. <laughs> Abzu. Abzu. Um, it's like an old uh, tool um, from medieval times. Yeah. Are you thinking of the ads? God yeah. damn it. No one was supposed to correct me on that. <laughs> oh. Also, wow, that was an incredible home improvement reference. I do a lot of crosswords, David. It comes up. <laughs> God damn it! Whoa, that's the weirdest thing you've ever said. I have a lot of questions now. Like, no, you don't. Let's talk about Abzu. So, um, has anyone has anyone played this game? I have not yet played it, but it is on my Switch wish list because uh. I saw one of the like trailers for it. Like, hmm, this looks like an interesting game. Add to wish list with like twenty other games. Yeah. Okay. Is there a wish a wish a wish list feature that I'm not aware of? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If you go into the Switch list, (laughs) 
if you go into the Switch eShop, you can like add it to your wish list and then come back to a wish list later. I, I would like a wish list. I would like it's to. Not Johnny. Can we rank wishes? Number one, week of wishes of the West. <laughs> number two, Bayonetta. Uh, Ooh, that's a good one. Number three, I feel like I feel the like, good witch of the East. What about Gruntilda <laughs> from Banjo Kazooie? Dude, she's she's a good witch, but she's bottom <laughs> tier. I, I assume we're talking like sexy witches. That's why John ranked <laughs> oh, the wicked witch number one. Well, when she steals <laughs> uh, a Tootie's, uh, I guess. Okay, yeah, yeah no. she's pretty over, fucking she's smoking. Pretty- Okay, no. <laughs> Real talk. Earliest confusion boner? Gruntilda once she'd sucked the hotness out of Tootie. Yeah. That was weird. She is fucking... Oof. Lord. I feel like Gave if, me we're, a if banjo we're gonna Kazooie. talk about, like, normal witches or sexy witches, the three witches from, um... Oh, God, now I can't think of the name. Sleeping like, Beauty. Hocus Pocus? No, now I can't... Hocus Pocus. Like, yeah, they gotta be, like, mid-tier, because, like... Because Kathy and Jimmy, and also <laughs> yes. uh, Sarah Jessica Parker in a blonde wig, like that's some like yes, but kind of no. Kathy and Jimmy straddling a vacuum cleaner, top shelf witch. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Abzu, oh. Jesse, <laughs> just in time for Halloween. Our witch list. <laughs> We're so <laughs> timely. So Ab- oh. Abzu, Abzu. <laughs> So this game. Also, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, I hate to interrupt. <laughs> no, it's fine. Just a moment, but <laughs> one more witch ranking. <laughs> no, I just, I really want for a new, um, like, radio podcast buffer, just the like ranking witches, <laughs> like opening the beer can. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Kathy to Jimmy riding a like what vacuum later. Kathy to Jimmy crack open. <laughs> That's what gets me going. Thanks for listening. I want that sound. <laughs> Patreon.com slash gave that too. <laughs> anyway, absolutely. Alright, sorry, Jesse. No, it's all good. So this game, um, I recently played it, and I I will say I did beat it in one sitting, but it was like maybe three or four hours, and it was just it was so so good. It was like a this experience. And so basically you start off and it doesn't tell you anything. It tells you the controls, and that's it. And uh, you're like this scuba diver, and you're just like swimming around, and and like the ocean is so cool. Like all the the fish um, are they seem pretty accurate as far as fish physics go. Like like it kind of reminded me of like Echo back in the day, how they took pretty good care and how their fishes looked and stuff. Echo is pretty accurate to fish life. If yeah. I know anything about Echo, it's accurate to life in the ocean. Yeah. Can't believe so, Johnny ignored that whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, you're swimming around, and you, you really have no idea what you're supposed to be doing, and you find these things on the ocean floor, and uh, you 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 um, interact with them, and then, like, a certain type of fish will get put back into the life like in the the ecosystem so like you're going around and like adding more fish to the ocean that are supposed to be there and you find these like underground or underwater towers and you swim in them and uh i guess restore how the ocean is supposed to look and uh eventually you run into the shark and the shark like looks all mean and stuff and you kind of avoid it and then later on, um, like, he ends up, like, helping you, and you end up helping it and stuff. 
and you grow like this weird bond with the shark. You just happen to bump into them every now and then when you're swimming around doing this stuff. Um, there are these really cool fucking moments where like you start diving with like a pod of whales and it's just like really done like dramatically it like zooms in and all the whales are going by you and you're just swimming along the side and you can like grab onto different like sea life and like swim around on them like there's like this big red grouper i got on the back of and we're just like swimming around having a good old time jumping out of the water and stuff um sounds really fun yeah it's super chill just completely abstract like art kind of way but like like yeah, if you're you describing just it, I'm like, like that sounds like some of the dreams that I have, like recurring dreams, usually involve me, maybe not flying, but like jumping really high, and then like also swimming endlessly. And it's like, yeah, that sounds cool. cool. Like I'd play that, you know. And I don't, you know, don't get me wrong, I have no intention of ever owning like a VR game, but like this sounds like it would be the shit in VR. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, probably would. You know, just a sea life grabbing simulator where you grab onto you know sea turtles and float around with them. Like, yeah, no, that sounds really, really pleasant. Yeah, it's a like I said, I just started playing and I was like, let's check this game out. And I just kept playing and playing and playing, wanting to see what was going to happen with that shark, you know, around the corner, or or like eventually you run into these weird like robot cube things that if you get too close to them, they'll electrocute the fuck out of you, and you're like, oh, these things are uh, are fucking with the ocean, so like you gotta fuck back, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds a little less like the dreams I was having. My dreams usually involve swimming peacefully. There's not usually torture cubes, but yeah, no. I mean, hey, it's a video game. You gotta have something, right? <laughs> I was gonna say, like floating peacefully, and then something you have to fuck right back sounds exactly like the dreams that I've had. Yeah. <laughs> floating endlessly, and then you know, disembodied vagina just happens by you. Fuck it right back. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and then the rest of the body just forms around the vagina. Am I, am I getting a little too deep? Too deep. <laughs> I want. <laughs> I kind of want to smile. Push your I ass to sleep. I want to spoil a very minor detail. Um, Go for it. But Wait a minute. Maybe all of us really care about spoilers for this fish-grabbing game. Johnny, it's okay, man. If you don't want to be spoiled, tell Jesse right now. So, there's there's a giant squid in the game. It's, it's pretty cool. And, like, there's there's some, like, sperm whales down there. And, like, the sperm whales are, like, fighting with the squid. It's really badass. And, like, you can take control of some of the fish. It's really neat. Awesome, man. That sounds really cool. No, that does sound really cool, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, no, this yeah, this sound- is, again, this is one of those games where I was, like, browsing through the Switch eShops, like, huh, I want to look into this more, and I just haven't had the opportunity to play it, but it looks fucking cool. And, I mean, you said you cranked it out in one sitting, right? Like, Yeah, like, it's short. That's but cool. Like, that's the thing. I'm, I'm getting well past the point in my life where I give a fuck about a game taking too long. Like, quite frankly, if I can get through a game really fast, it's almost a perk at this point. Yeah. Like, I got a kid. I, can't I felt good. Fucking... I was like, I beat a fucking game. Wow. Yeah. 
<laughs> See, that's why, like, I keep looking at Dragon Quest XI, like, oh, no! this game oh wait, you awesome. don't have It's like, it's a 70-plus <laughs> yeah, game. You got that. Mm, no. Yeah. No. Uh, you know, I felt like such a fucking fool, like, you know, having to finally come to terms with my video game buying habits in, like, the lead-up to and then in the immediate aftermath of having the baby. It's like, why did I ever think I needed to buy Monster Hunter World and Persona 5 the same year I was having a baby. What yeah, the that's fuck? Nuts. Like, I don't have any time. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, a game in which you, uh, you know, could beat it in, like, one sitting, you know, possibly after the baby's gone to bed. That's my kind of game nowadays, my man. <laughs> yeah, especially, you know, have a few drinks and, and chill out with this game, and it's just a fucking great experience. Although you might cry at one point, but... So, I mean, yeah, I, I do that in most things now. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, yeah I also chose that it's up. Beautiful. Life, it's, honestly. It ultimately is a beautiful experience. Like, I watched all the credits and shit. Like, I was on board. This game was really good. Yeah, I dig it, man. That's cool. Yeah, I like a, I like a good, relaxing, short game that maybe gets you right in the feels. That sounds really appealing to me at this moment in time. <laughs> So, did you play the uh, Switch version, or did you get it on uh, Xbox, or what? You know, I play it on Xbox. Okay, cool. Just checking. Um, no, nice. yeah, I'm about it. I think it sounds great. Uh, yeah. It's on like everything. So, like Johnny could probably play it on a Linux something or another. Ooh. And so, I guess you know, my question was like, you know, or would be like. There's an objective to the actual game. Like, it is a game that you kind of play and beat. Like, I, I was trying to think of previous games, you know, my, my brain goes back to, like, the Wii, when they came out with, like, Endless Ocean, and it's like, there's kind of objectives to these, like, underwater exploration games, but, uh, you know, there's no I real punishment like... for not doing it, but, like, this game, actually, you play it, you, you, you know, there's a narrative of some form, and yes. you, you beat the game, like. It sounds good. It sounds really good. Like, it, the way it plays, it's such a way that it'll make you... I guess if your brain works like mine did, um, which I assume is how they want you to play it, is you'll be swimming around exploring, and you'll see something off the distance that is like twinkles or something, and you're like, oh, I'm going to go swim over there. And then you'll swim over there, release some new fish into the biome, and then when you are over there, you see something else, and you're like, oh, let me go swim over there and see what that is. And, like, it's kind of like exploring based, you know, with curiosity, but they kind of focus your curiosity. And, uh... And there's a few, like, puzzles you have to solve, which are fairly easy, but... You know, it, it's. I feel like it is more of an experience with gaming elements, but it's 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 worth playing. I I loved it. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm totally like interested in that. That sounds pretty great. Um. So Jesse, anything else on Abzu before we soothingly move on to the final game? I'm suddenly compelled to talk like this. I feel so relaxed. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, nice. Uh. Yeah. No, it's a great fucking game. Um. If you like Echo, like stuff like that, or just want to chill out with a moving story without words, go for it. I'm into it. Johnny, let us swim onward to our final game of the night, Game 5. Game 5.
Apologize for this trivia, guys. I gotta bust into my Japanese pronunciation voice for this. Uh, in the in Japan, this game was subtitled Kaizo Kujima no Daiboken, or The Adventure of Pirate Island. to complete the game title as we're preparing our answers? Yes. Yes. So the complete Japanese game title is Goofy to Maksu Kaizo Kujima no Daibuken. And it is one of the first games designed by Shinji Mikami who went on to direct the Resident Evil game. Oh, those games are very similar. Very! Oh. Damn what? it, Jesse. David hadn't held his answer up yet. 
Well, <laughs> fucking, you're supposed to do it after the trivia. <laughs> How many fucking letters do you gotta jot down? I keep misspelling the last one. <laughs> really? <laughs> you misspelled troop. Uh, so Johnny says super adventure. That's a P, not an R. Oh yeah, that's goof troar. Yeah. Uh, David says goof troar, which is incorrect, <laughs> and Jesse says <laughs> goof troop. Yeah. <laughs> God damn correct. it! That's a P. I get a point. God. <laughs> I just, I just assumed okay. David kept Gorf, spelling David. it like theater troop. <laughs> goof troop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a bunch of minstrels. That'd be a yeah. great name for um, an improv group. We're the, Dude, goof, the troop. goof troop. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fantastic! Um, is this this was really subtitled "The Adventures of Pirate Island." Adventure on pi either Adventure of Pirate Island or Adventure on Pirate Island. I, you know, actually, my Japanese translator wasn't working all that well when I tried to uh, decode that one. Um, which really leads me to my main question, uh, you know, as a guy that grew up loving Disney and loving Goofy, why did they feel the need to make Goof Troop an adventure on Pirate Island? <laughs> like, well, don't you remember, like, don't you remember the cartoon Goof Troop on the Disney Afternoon, like the adventures of Goofy and his son in suburbia America? Yes. Pirate Island? Right, uh, that's the thing. Uh, I I know that Goofy and Max live in Spoonerville, and you know I think it's very odd that this game would take place on an island of pirates. <laughs> um, as the story goes for the game, uh, Goofy and Max go off on a fishing trip, and then a pirate ship appears, and it looks like Pete is uh, being held hostage on the pirate ship. So they have to go, you know, investigate. First and foremost, why bother? Pete's a dick. Uh, Which, you think it would be weird that Pete would be considered a captive of pirates and not the leader of the pirates, considering originally he was Peg Leg Pete. See, that's the thing. So, you know, in this game, it looks like he's captive, and then the captain of the ship gets eaten by a whale or something, and the captain also looks like Pete. So Pete assumes control of the ship because he likes people stroking his ego and treating him like the captain. And so Goofy and Max have to go through a series of levels, and then at the end they have to fight Pirate Pete. But it's not Pete, it's the actual pirate Keelhaul Pete. And it turns out Pete and Max are going to be like fed to an alligator or something. The, 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 the story in this is nonsense. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to tell you now. <laughs> I'm looking up this game, and all I see is, like, you know, players can collect various items to use, including a grappling hook. And I feel like Goofy being given a grappling hook is a recipe for disaster. No, it's not, man, because actually the game's a lot of fun. That's the thing. So this is a two-player game. You can play it one player, but if you play it one player, you get pretty fucking tired of it, because it's clear that the entire game was designed to be played two players. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like... It's goofy with a hook shot. It's the shit. <laughs> it's cool. Like, you can grab shit. You can stun guys. You can't attack anybody directly. Like, seriously, this game plays like Link to the Past, but you're goofy and max. You can grab pots and rocks and things and throw them at people. You can, uh, like, push blocks to solve puzzles. And, yeah, you shoot people with a fucking hook shot. It's like... Actually, yeah, this game's kind of kind of shit. Like, 
If I had any friends back in the day, I, you know, it would have been a lot of fun to play this with them. You know, my older brother certainly wasn't the type to play Goof Troop, the game back <laughs> back then. You know, he was, uh, you know, he was a Daytona Trash Boy. He wanted to play Mega Man <laughs> X instead. <laughs> so. I do feel like I remember reading an interview with Shinji Mikami either in like Nintendo Power or Nintendo Force or maybe on Nintendo Life. Somebody had interviewed him where they were talking about like highlights of his career and I definitely remember him saying like, well before Resident Evil 4 came out, I feel like Goof Troop was the peak of my career. Like, <laughs> he loves this game. Love it. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny that Shinji Mikami, you know, he was I guess just a young programmer at Capcom and it's like you know all right let's show you know show us what you got and it's like here's the thing I'm thinking two protagonists Goofy and Max <laughs> and it's like all right cool that's all I need to know make it and then you can make another game with two protagonists a little bit later on am I right folks Resident Evil basically the sequel to Goof Troop <laughs> uh, oh my god I, I want to make a video edit of every time that, like, Chris Redfield gets killed in a Resident Evil game and just add the, like, whoa, <laughs> like, goofy sound to it. I'm into it, That'd David. so good. <laughs> oh. yeah. Quite frankly, I've never been more into any of your ideas than that one. Um, but yeah, I mean, Goof Trip, it's fun, man. It's, it's simple puzzles. It's easy. Uh, but it's the kind of thing where it's like, you know, if it's like fun to play with a friend, it doesn't have to be challenging, you know? Like, there's no need to make this hard. Like, you know, you and a friend hang out, you, you play this game for a couple hours, you're done. Like, you go back and play it by yourself, yeah, you get a little bored. <laughs> but like, with a friend, solve it easy. Like, I think one of the things with games is solving easy puzzles with a friend immediately makes everything less easy. Like, <laughs> yeah. This yeah. goof troop, it's not that hard to not die. Like, you know, playing it with a friend, it turns into like, okay, no, seriously, go there. Hit the fucking switch. No, do it. Like, ah. <laughs> it, it, like it's like playing, uh, you know, all my experiences playing four-player, like, Super Mario Brothers. It's like, yeah, this is a fucking nightmare. Like, everybody's just bumping <laughs> into each other and wrecking shit. Like, it's, you know, this, this never should have happened. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I love games like this. Yeah. I love, uh, love SNES Disney games. But my, uh, you know, so my main question, again, why Adventure on Pirate Island? I didn't watch much Goof Troop back in the day. Because it was on Disney Channel. And, you know, I didn't have Disney Channel. I, you know, it's just a, it's a blind spot for me. Like, David, you watched a lot of, a lot of Goof Troop. W were there many pirates on the show? You know, I can't say that there were. Like, based upon the show Goof Troop, Max and Goofy, like, pairing up to do things makes perfect sense. But setting them on Pirate Island as opposed to suburban Spoonerville, like, makes less sense. I mean, I kind of yep. feel like them going on a vacation to some sort of tropical location where pirates, like, that kind of fits in. Or they go to a, also... a theme park named uh, Pirate Island, you yeah. know? Yeah, it's just a game where Goofy and Max go to a water park together. Um, no, you know, see, that's the thing. I didn't watch a whole lot of Goof Troop. What I did watch a whole lot of was a Goofy movie. Yes. And so my main thought is, like, why didn't they make a Goofy movie the game for SNES? Like... 
That would have been the shit. <laughs> it's, yeah. It practically is made to be a fucking game. Uh, like, I would know, love to play levels. the level where you have to Spoonerville heat up. Spoonerville High School. Uh, you, know, you gotta fucking defeat the boss to set up the AV thing to impersonate power line in front of the student assembly. And then you gotta go, you know, there's driving levels involving, you know, your car overloaded with crazy road trip crap. Uh, there's levels set all over America because Goofy and Max are going on a vacation together. There's fishing minigames. Um, there's you know, heating up cans of soup with your cigarette lighter minigames. Fuck yeah, man. <laughs> you know, I love, oh god, I love a fucking Goofy movie. Oh, I can't wait for Disney Plus. Ooh, don't um, knock over the Leading Tower of Cheese a minigame. The Leading Tower of Cheese a game? <laughs> <laughs> that could be a power say, It's like. This is like now I I never thought I wanted anything more in my life than a 16-bit SNES version of the soundtrack of a Goofy movie. Dude, like, we need a 16-bit version of Eye to Eye. 8-bit Eye to Eye, baby, or yeah, 16-bit Eye to Eye would be fantastic. Like, I, I just don't understand why it didn't happen. Like, you know, it it makes way more sense than Goofy and Max on Pirate Island. Like, Goofy and Max, you know, USA Adventure. A goofy movie, the game, like you know, uh, eventually you got like a like an Oregon Trail style like river mini game where you have to like dodge boulders and not you know and keep the uh, the car from going over the waterfall. There's a whole weird backstage set at the uh, the Powerline concert, uh, you know, and eventually you get to see a 16-bit sprite of Goofy doing the perfect cast dance. I mean, it just makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah, I I would have played that game endlessly instead. Goof Troop, a game I read a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, if it was a goofy movie, the game, like, it would have been an all-timer. Like, uh, uh, you know, yeah. had to have it, you know, fucking... Oh, Polly Shore voice samples. Oh, dude, yeah, digitized 16-bit oh Polly Shore. Uncredited in Goof Troop, by the way, really? John. So we don't, I, we don't oh. know that that's actually Good. Polly Shore saying Leaning Tower of Cheesa. Ah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uncredited, David. <laughs> um, but yeah, like for podcast listeners, that was me moving my mic out of the way so I could lean into the camera yeah. with a. <laughs> could you not hear David's brow furrowing? <laughs> um, we don't know that that's Polly Shore. You lie like a goddamn rug. I mean, as a as a child, it was like, well, that's obviously Polly Shore. But then I'd be like looking at the cast and in the like the credits, like he's not listed. It must be somebody else. How could it not be Polly Shore? Like, they wouldn't have somebody in a movie and not give them credit. Why would they have that? That's unheard of. <laughs> I'm nine. I no understand movies. That. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was not Michael Jackson on The Simpsons. That was not John Justin J. Hoffman. Smith. <laughs> yeah. John J. Smith. It was Sam Etik. I, I know these things. <laughs> it's all there in the cast list. All the facts. <laughs> um... But yeah, man, a goofy movie is the shit. And seriously, like, I've been, like, waiting for years to not have to pay Amazon to rent a digital copy of a goofy movie. Disney Plus is coming soon, and if they just came out with an ad that said, like, Hey, we're Disney Plus, we're here. We have a goofy movie streaming <laughs> nonstop. I'm like, here's your $9. I'm done. <laughs> like, I would gladly pay Disney $9 to watch a goofy movie a couple of times a month. Like, I... Love that movie. <laughs> oh, that's why, like, oh, I was terrified when Disney was like, we're going to have a streaming service. Like, okay, Disney films on streaming, that's problem number one. Then you add in 
the Marvel stuff. Then you add in the Star Wars stuff. Like, God, take my money. I want this constantly. I care so little about those other things. I care so much more about a goofy movie being available in a very easy uh, <laughs> format. You know, John, like... you can buy it on Amazon like, and have it tied to your account for the rest of your life for $10. Versus, Don't trust it. Uh, versus spending $9 repeatedly every month. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> you can spend $10 once. So, you know, I, I'm spending $9 a month on Disney Plus to get a goofy movie, and the rest of their catalog <laughs> is just icing yeah, like on the, the cake. The fucking Mandalorian? Like, yeah, fuck. whatever that is. Yeah. I love the idea that, like, Disney Plus is basically just a single cupcake, and everything else is just, like, six pounds of icing piled <laughs> on top. A goofy movie is the cupcake, hey, everything is the, else is the icing. Is the Gummy Bears cartoon going to be on there? Dude, if it is, then that's... Okay, then there's Gummy Bears baked into the cupcake, because that also that, sounds pretty appealing. Because that fucking intro song, I could listen to that every day. God, Dude, awesome. if you have... Okay... This is my point where I'm going to grind the podcast to a halt and get on my Disney so Johnny, let's go to the calculated computer. <laughs> if you've not been watching the rebooted DuckTales, oh, they good. make... I was going to say, they make references to the Gummy Bears cartoon, and it's fucking great. Oh, I yeah, haven't okay. seen those yet. I, yeah, I don't know of those so references, good. but the rebooted DuckTales is the shit. And if it's uh, yeah. on Disney... It's that, see, that's the thing, actually. So, you know... It's mostly cartoon-based that I want that fucking subscription service. I want a Goofy movie. I want the rebooted DuckTales. I want Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Like, I just want good Disney cartoons. That's all oh, that I want. So, like, if Avengers Disney Plus cartoon. comes with Condor, man, you won't give a shit. Not interested. Um, but, you know, Earth's Mightiest Hero. Like, just you know, good cartoons to show my son that I secretly also am loving the entire time. Yeah, you've got my money, mouse. Um, but yeah, Although man. props for referencing um, All hail the mouth I was going to say props for referencing Earth's Mightiest Heroes Because that's the best Marvel It is it's the shit. Well, it's so fucking good <laughs> Dude In when they cancelled that and replaced it with Avengers Assemble I was kind of mm, That was know, so I'm dumb A little furious in order to keep up the facade of secretly loving it, do you, like every time your kid watches it, do you have to like pretend you really don't want to watch it or oh, like watching them girly cartoons again, yeah. huh, son? Ugh. Hey, all right, <laughs> dork ass, we'll put on Earth's Mightiest Heroes. <laughs> friendly reminder old. to our, just say friendly reminder to our audience that John's son is what a year, year and a half, uh, <laughs> thirteen and a half months, my man. So yeah, when Disney <laughs> oh, okay. Plus comes out, he'll be. Really uh, you said you started with 13. I was like, oh my god, like 13 and a half. Oh, but lost a lot of time. Ha -ha. My Cartoons, all right, dork ass. You forgot about my secret 13 year old son, John, <laughs> from, your, from your secret family. Yeah. <laughs> That's a podcast exclusive. The uh, the other Harrington family. Um, <laughs> That you apparently fathered at the age of 10? What do you think the Patreon money is for? Wait, whoa, whoa. How old do you think I am, <laughs> No, wait. Okay. 13 We're minus almost however, the same age. 13 minus however old John is, is way older than 10. Like, John is not 23. I'm sorry. Yeah. How old are you? you? You just look so youthful. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's an adorable oh save, David. We all really have issues with time as a concept. 
Fuck, man. Oh, how many times have you been hit in the head with a chair? <laughs> Several. Okay. Anyway. I mean, oh, that's the funniest thing. Two. <laughs> David's horrific memory issues aside, Goof Troop is a fantastic game. <laughs> what um, a goof. Yeah, exactly. Gorsh. Um, Johnny, <laughs> it's time 23. to save David from having to discuss this further. Let us start the calculating computer. <laughs> calculating computer activated. You hear that, like, balloons, the aerobics out? Like, Oops. Scoring complete. This game's winner is... Jesse Moore. Hell... Yeah, Jesse, you did it. You won this week's episode because uh, you know you're just uh, you're just a beach bum, man. I, I get it. Um, <laughs> it was it was a great game. Uh, fantastic episode of of beachy, watery themes that you know Jesse's just living that life. He's got the Hawaiian shirt, Hawaiian shirt, Trump, Trump's tank top, and uh, you know Jesse pulled away for the win. So. Excellent game, my man. And uh, I gotta ask, what do you got in mind for the theme for next week's episode? So, to go along with David's summery theme, you know, when we were kids, and it was summertime, we tried to get jobs so we could buy video games, right? So, yeah. uh, how about uh, video games where you have jobs in them? I like it. And you can okay. take that, you know, if you can if you can justify it, then you can use it, you know. Like health, all the Final Fantasy games, they have jobs. So, you know. You're right. I mean, yeah. I'm back in my brain. I think we've already used Beavis and Butthead. I know you have a job in that game. I think. Oh, well, maybe right. not. No, I mean, I, I was racking my brain cuz you know, in my in my game that tune sponge brain i was like i know we've done games with jobs oh i think we have somewhat recently it's not somewhat recently it's you know it, it's in it's past our 100th episode but yeah no it's not exactly recent so yeah so games with jobs like somewhat recently 70 episodes ago yeah no exactly less than less we're than all, 50 episodes ago <laughs> turns out we're all really bad with the concept of time and how long ago things were and all that like especially <laughs> when it comes to podcasts because yeah you know, i was like you know jesse jesus christ we just did games with jobs and i you know i looked we did it in episode 125 so <laughs> nearly a year ago <laughs> cool I'm into it. Games with jobs. Uh, I'm happy to revisit that because uh, the last time we did it was uh, was you know a lot of fun and a lot of hot nonsense. So fantastic theme, man! Fantastic game, and thank you everybody for uh, you know enjoying this uh, this episode tonight. Thanks everybody watching along live with us. We're live every Wednesday night on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook. Check us out. You know, search for Game That Tune, and you'll find us. Uh, our podcasts come out in podcast form on the following Wednesdays. We're available anywhere you get your podcast. I don't, th I don't have to say iTunes anymore because iTunes isn't a thing. So we're available wherever you get your podcasts. Just uh, search for Game That Tune. You'll find us there. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening in podcast form. Uh, we appreciate everybody checking out Patreon.com slash Game That Tune. It's the home for fun exclusives. 
we uh, we really promised Pinky Swear. We're going to get our movie commentaries going again. Uh, we got Jesse's Covered Up Show. We got GTT Gems. We every now and then throw a mixtape up there. We have a lot of fun, and uh, your support helps us uh, improve our equipment, improve our show, run our 24-7 live stream over on Oof. YouTube, which, uh, you know, as of this recording, has not quite hit the new one-year mark, but as of the podcast form, will have hit the one-year mark. So another year of GTT Radio on YouTube. Thanks to everybody over there at patreon.com slash tune. So we uh, we really do appreciate you guys supporting the show. Special thanks to our super fan tier producers, Alex Messenger, Lance Revere, Damian Beckles, Bradford Stevens. Thank you so much, all of you guys, for being patrons. And uh, our request tonight came from Kellyam. Kellyam hit us with his request, GameNetune at gmail.com. But you can also find us uh, in our Discord server. Uh, hit us up in our request channel there. You can send us your requests on GTT Radio. Uh, though that's not a guaranteed way to get us to actually pay attention to it. But check us out at YouTube.com slash GameNetune. Uh, or you can find us on Twitter at GameNetune. Slide into those DMs with those requests. Or you can hit us up individually on Twitter. Uh, you know, we uh, we love hearing from you guys. Love talking about video games, video game music, all kinds of hot nonsense. Uh, I'm there at jgangsta187. You can find John Regan on Twitter at uh, Daytona Nasty Boy. Hey, I really, really hope you change your Twitter handle. <laughs> you can find David Fleming on Twitter at dfd Fleming, and you can find Jesse Moore this week's winner on Twitter at. Sega underscore legend. Hell yeah, my man. So, uh, Jesse, you got the bonus tunes. What are you taking us home with tonight? So, yeah, um, me and the wife are going to Daytona for a uh, video game competition slash wrestling event called Fighter Fest. Mm. So I I wanted to pick uh, a, the chiptune version of one of my favorite wrestlers, Cody Rhodes. Hell yeah, man. Smash that throne. Peace out, everybody.
Star Tropics is copyright 1990, Nintendo of America Incorporated. Waterworld is copyright 1995, Ocean Software Limited. Super Spike V-Ball is copyright 1990, Technos Japan Corporation. Abzu is copyright 2017, Giant Squid Studios and 505 Games. Goof Troop is copyright 1993, Capcom Company Limited. Everybody says Star Tropics. Welcome to Game oh, That Shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it! Who says Indiana Jones doesn't have a job? He's an archaeologist and a professor. He has two jobs. Yeah, he has a lot of hobbies. He also has a third job, if you consider Gigolo a job, because he's definitely fucking some of those students. Ew. Does nobody else remember the scene in, I believe it's Raiders, where the girl closes her eyelids and she has, like, call me or date me like written on her eyelids <laughs> fuck my eyes dr jones no i don't oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> no for real i as god is my witness this oh, she is does thing. that she I, is yeah, on I these says, i think it says love you or i don't know <laughs> bust nut love you yeah <laughs> There, there is a student who has love you written on her eyelid, so she closes her eyes at Harrison Ford while he's teaching, because she's so hot for him. Doesn't mean he fucked her. 